How's it going, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. It is November 23rd, 2022. I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome into the podcast. Welcome into the... Uh, this is going to be my Thanksgiving podcast. I'm recording this a day ahead of time. I'm going to be out of the studio, out of the office here for the, for a couple of days. Just want to give you guys some content real quick. Hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Eat way too much food. Have food comas. Watch football. Family time and everything that comes along related with it. If you haven't already, if you enjoy the content and the overall podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating. Um, again, I've just been saying thank, uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening to the podcast lately. It's been absolutely exploding in ways I never thought possible. I'm on my way up to 4,000 listens very quickly. and just want to say thank you to every single person around the world who's listening to my podcast and takes the time out of their busy day to do it. Uh, we have a pretty standard podcast today i got a decent around around the world section i'm gonna cover a topic that's been viral uh that happened last night between the lakers and the suns here in a couple of minutes in the around the world section i got some cracking uh congrats to a guy who got his first goal last night as a slight tease and uh, why the mariners should not be interested in outfielder cody bellinger with that being said let's hop straight into the conversation today shall we well as most of uh, anybody who has Bleacher Report uh, looked at ESPN, Twitter, anything like that, you would know that the uh, Jets have officially named Mike White as to be the starting quarterback for them this week. Uh, Zach Wilson has been officially benched after his comments uh, following the absolutely abysmal performance he put on the field and laid a huge dinosaur Galapagos egg on the field. Uh, for better lack of, of an expression, it was a bad game overall. Uh, one of the worst ones I've seen probably a couple of years. Just no offense. Zach Wilson looks like a spoiled brat. Um, I'm not going to hold any, mince any words or hold any, you know, emotions back on this one. The Jets dropped the ball on this. A lot of conversation is if the Jets had drafted anybody else than Zach or Zach Wilson, would they be in a better position? Probably. Um, and I get why they drafted Zach Wilson. The dude had a huge arm. Big ego coming out of, I think it was BYU, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that. Uh, somebody in the comments or in the, let me know on uh, any of the social media platforms available. It'd be great. Uh, it's just a weird situation the Jets find themselves in right now. They're playing decent football. They lost Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson, the rookie wide receiver, who's earned his uh, ability to speak uh, in the media, press conferences, stuff like that, came out and was very brash, very outspoken, saying, uh, this ain't good enough. This bleep done is not going to cut it. I'm not going to get into that language. It's a little bit too vulgar for what I do here on the, on the podcast. Um, it's going to be a, an interesting experiment to see what happens with this. I, I will say right now, though, if the Jets win with Mike White, the feature of Zach Wilson being a backup or a bench quarterback in the NFL increases by at least 25%, at least is what I would say. It's probably a fair estimation to kind of give a, a, a gander here. Sorry about that. We're having some uh, slight technical difficulties today, so I my my apologies for that. I'm trying to see what's going on with the mic. So, but overall, um, the Jets are gonna find themselves in a little bit of a cool quarterback uh, social experiment. We'll see what happens up. We'll see if the you know the chemistry beakers from high school will end up you know, flowing over the top when you put like sodium bicarbonate and something else in it. Anyways, I'm in a weird scientific mood today. So uh, we covered the Jets, all that good stuff. Mike White, everything with there. Uh, Aaron Judge reports this morning that he had multiple good meetings and conversations with the San Francisco Giants administration. Uh, deal could be coming down the pipeline from San Francisco to judges, rep representatives, and agent uh, coming in within this week. Not a, not, not, not a shocker. This is usually pretty standard practice, uh, especially after having a couple of meetings, stuff like that. So I'll get my ears down to the ground. 
there was a report that I think was false. I don't know if it's Hector Gomez is the correct. I don't even know if he's a credible reporter. I know that there's another guy who has a similar name for ESPN. I think that's Pedro Gomez, if I remember correctly. Anyways, um, that the Dodgers offered uh, Aaron Judge $210 million. He immediately rejected it, as he should, because that's not enough money for Aaron Judge. Uh, maybe for like, uh, you know, a two-year deal and still it's making, you know, almost $50 million plus a year so. It's a lot of money for Aaron Judge. He's worth it, but I guarantee you that he will not sign with the Dodgers for that unless the Dodgers pull out another $200 million or $150 million to get into the conversation. Arizona uh, Arizona Cardinals offensive line slash run game coordinator's name is Sean Kugler was fired and uh, terminated, released from all of his active duties with the organization. Following a report that came out this morning allegedly groping after he allegedly groped a woman in Mexico City following the loss, the slacking they received by the San Francisco 49ers. Um... I don't really know what more to say on this topic besides for the fact that a full-grown man should know to keep his hands off of a woman if it's not an accepted advancement from the woman or if there's not any clear, uh, I don't want to term acceptance or if, it, uh, you know, if it's not any clear movement stating that it's welcome or that the actions are being okayed, that obviously, obviously you keep your hands off of a woman or just any person in general. But the world that we live in, people that have money and power and stature feel like they can do anything they want. And Sean Coogler, you can ride your ass to the back of the bench. And I hope to God that you have a uh, a chafing happen on, the, on those sore ass cheeks because you do not do that. You do not sexually harass women, people at all. You are supposed to be a leader and a mentor of men being a coach and you failed to do so. And uh, this is a little bit of a shot here. This is just another example of why I say the Arizona Cardinals are one of the worst-run organizations in all the professional sports. It's a joke. They traded David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. Stupid for the Texans to even take that to, to take that trade, right? And then you sign uh, Cliff Kingsbury after he had a losing record in college. Yeah, he he worked with Patrick Mahomes and he worked with Baker Mayfield in college. The dude sucks at his job. It's flat out simple. If you guys didn't, and for those who watched the uh, the game on Monday night, it's pretty evident. There is um, mutiny afoot in the locker room. There is problems across the board. It is a bad look for this organization. Um, Steve Keim, who is the general manager, he should be relieved of his duties. They should strip the whole organization down to its very bottom. Get rid of Kyler Murray. Get rid of... Uh, get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. Obviously, they, they cut the, this coordinator. But this team is a disgrace to, to the NFL. I believe that the Carolina Panthers, who are a worse team on paper than the Arizona Cardinals, are a better run organization than the, than the Arizona Cardinals. That's my own personal opinion. I'm going to leave that there. If you guys want to comment on it, let, let me know. Um, For all my fellow... Uh, information came out uh, late yesterday or midday yesterday that EA has officially delayed the release of the uh, latest college football video game. For those who do or do not care, um, this is just a literal 20-second little scrib in here. Um, so it's going to be on track to release in summer of 2024. This is one of the most popular uh, sporting video game franchises in all the world. 
Uh, and now they're one of the most coveted ones because they don't make them anymore. So just something to kind of toss in there real quick. Borowski through 2027. No shocker here whatsoever. Obviously, the Phillies just made it to the World Series. So they're going to do everything possible to make sure that they lock up the people who got them to where they are now. They are still anticipated to be heavy favorites, uh, heavy players and favorites for Trey Turner and free agency. Uh, Angels yesterday traded for outfielder Hunter Renfro from the Milwaukee Brewers for Jansen Junk and a couple other prospects. Two of the guys, Jansen Junk and one of the outfielders. It's a weird name, Jansen Junk. It's a great name. Um, they're gonna they're they're major league players. They're you know four A. When I say four A, that means they're too good to play in Triple A, but they haven't really gotten their stars and stripes yet in the major league level roster. So something to to keep an eye on here as we get closer on uh, towards the hot stove seasoning and getting the. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry about that, guys. My my laptop's just having some some struggles today. Um. There was an altercation last night. Keep this to a bare minimum for you guys so you guys can have an understanding of why I'm going to talk about this for a minute. I used to love basketball. I used to be a big fan of basketball. I used to watch every game that was on ESPN, TNT. Uh, those are the days of Vince Carter, Trey, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett, Prime Kevin Love in Minnesota, not Cleveland or anything else. Kevin Love. Um, Steve Nash, Amari Sotomayor, Sean Merritt. I can keep listing off players. Dirk Nowinski, right? Tim Duncan, the whole list goes on. Um, there used to be a code to basketball of what you did and did not do. And it was a very strict code. You did not, you know, screw around with the code. You stuck by the code. You never broke the code. Last night, there was a altercation between Patrick Beverly, uh, who was a guard for, for the Lakers, who, for those who do not know or follow basketball. And there was a center. His center, his name is DeAndre Ayton. He's literally seven foot tall. DeAndre Ayton uh, makes a play down on down the post uh, and then stands over Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is like six foot five, six foot six, right? Still a big dude for most people. And stands over him like he's Shaq, right? Like he's like making some authoritative statement. And DeAndre Ayton's soft as like cheap ass Walmart double ply tissue paper, right? For those who know basketball, you know DeAndre Ayton's soft. You don't want none of the smoke from nobody. He's like a uh, cheap man's version of Miles Turner. Okay. Um, and then Patrick Beverly, after seeing, or once he sees the fact that he's taunting his, his, his teammate, he comes up and checks his ass right down to the, right down to the court, like he should. And, uh, then Devin Booker comes out in the post game conference or in the post game, you know, little set there and says, Oh, you know, that, you know, men know you don't push another man in the back, yada, yada, yada. You know what, Devin Booker, if you want to talk the talk, then go walk the walk, dude. Are you a walking bucket? Hell yeah. Can you shoot can you shoot the basketball? Hell yeah. Can you actually win a ring? Who knows? Have mailed to do it. Had a couple opportunities so far. Um, but I got a serious problem with guys, and this is why I have fallen out of love with the NBA. Because guys would rather talk than go walk. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easier to just stand there and say, Oh, well, you know, you probably shouldn't do this and actually go be the example and go show people what, what you're talking about versus then just, or go, go show what, what you're talking about versus just talking about it. Right. So Patrick Beverly shoves Deandre Ayton. And I mean, checks him, right? Patrick Beverly is like six foot three, six foot four tops probably. Right. And he shoves a man that's half a foot taller than him all the way down to the ground with ease. And then it gets into this big scrapping match, and Patrick Beverly gets ejected and all, all this stuff. De DeAndre Ayton, well, you did Bush League, dude. Seriously. This is why people, like myself, don't follow NBA anymore is because of guys like you. Because you go down there and belittle men, right? And there's, you know, 
we always see on Bleacher Report and Twitter and ESPN all these videos of posterizing plays. And don't get me wrong, they're great to watch, but it ends there, right? It's not this like contingency going back and forth and a vendetta of, oh, I'm going to get him back eventually and all this stuff. This is what need, basketball needs to clean up and get right in order to bring another you know, section of fans to the, to their sport. And don't get me wrong. NBA is one of the most profitable made professional major league sports in all of the, all of the world. Right. I'm not going to obviously take, take that away. That's a given. But what I got to say though, is that men need to act like men and men need to act like role models versus act like a bunch of petulant children. And that's why I will still boycott the NBA until my Seattle supersonics return. That's what I have to say. That's going to wrap up around the world for today. Um, Quick shout out, a little quick, not so much a sponsor ad break. Just I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy who runs a local barbershop here in Silverdale, Washington, which is where I'm located. Um, uh, Blokes Barbershop, fantastic haircut. I go in there uh, at least once a month, if not twice. Make sure I'm cleaning crisp for you guys for all my pictures and reels and all that good jazz and trying to keep up to date with everything that you guys like to see. Uh, but it's fantastic bar- barbershop, really detail oriented, super, super uh, friendly. Everything you're you're looking for, uh, that out of a consistent haircutting place, highly recommend it. Please go check him out. He's on Google. You can find him on um, I can't know all the other uh, avenues or um, different like categories or you know different websites to go look for him. But I would highly recommend it and just want to give him a shout out as he's one of my buddies and want to give him some love there for a minute. Uh, Mariners, I talked about uh, at the beginning that I want to talk about the Mariners here for a couple of minutes. i got a couple of things I want to hop on. The main conversation today is why the Mariners should not sign Cody Bellinger at all. I don't even want the idea. I don't want him a part of this franchise. We have better players and better opportunities and better available um, players that we can go do to fill the same void that Cody Bellinger would do. And this is why. Because a lot of people are going to say, well, why don't, why don't you like Co- uh, Cody Bellinger? Cody Bellinger did win NL MVP. That was three years ago. Three years ago. You know what he's done since since then? Not much of anything. In the year that he won NL MVP, 161 WRC+, 31 dingers, list goes on, right? Since then, it's been nothing but injuries. Downward spiral for Cody Bellinger. Last year, posted 210 average, 19 dingers, 1.2 war. I'm pretty sure if I look up Jared Kelenic, you know what? And just for the heck of it, real quick for you guys, I'm going to hop on, do a quick update here to see the exact name that I'm looking for so I can give a breakdown. Okay, so Jared Kalanick, right? Negative 0.2, right? That doesn't make my analogy any any, any better. But here's um, here's what I have to say in general, though. Cody Bellinger, fine athlete. He can move. He can throw. He can, he's can. he got one of the best can arms in all the baseball for, for the outfield. Uh, swing, when it's right, it's right. And when it's wrong, it's way wrong and out of whack. He had show, he had a shoulder surgery in the offseason uh, this a couple of weeks ago. I'll be curious to how that affects his market, his value, all that good stuff. But he's going to be looking for a one-year, probably around $10 to $13 million deal. It's just too rich for us. I'd rather resign Mitch Hanniger than bring in Cody Bellinger. Um, Mitch Hanniger is has a higher upside and higher probability of having a higher... I don't know say I'm a higher a lot here, but it's for a reason. When you have a higher floor and a greater floor than Cody Bellinger, you're increasing the or decreasing the amount of play in between the highest of highs and the lowest of lows with how consistent he he can play. I'm looking at teams like Texas, Baltimore, Yankees, if they don't get judge, obviously, or even San Francisco, if they also can't get judge. 
um, is going to be, he's going to be a fallback plan for many teams. And I'll be curious to see where he ends up falling. A couple of free agent options that didn't get tendered here recently. And I kind of want to touch on them real quick. And then I'm going to give in the main nugget of today's uh, Mariner section. Heimer Candelario, who's a switch hitting outfield option, came from, I uh, left the Detroit Tigers. A dude is a double making machine. Um, Everyone on the Tigers last year couldn't hit the broad side of a barn when it comes to offense. So I'd be looking for him to get a bounce back, all that jazz. But what I will say is that he'd be a good replacement in the outfield for a guy like keep Dylan Moore in the infield with him and Sam Haggerty. D uh, Dylan Moore does play pretty decent defense in the outfield, but having a guy that can play that is a switch hitter, plays decent defense, double making machine. I could see him probably hitting 250 to 265, possibly as a rebound it just was a rough year for everybody on the on the tigers and they were not able to find a uh, realistic trade partner for him last year at the trade deadline jerks and profar who's an outfielder from the san diego padres was not tendered uh major league player obviously he's had years of service i think he's like eight years inside the, the league now he's been around forever he bounced he was a texas rangers prospect as well uh the duke can hit he's a good fielding outfielder um decent speed good athlete uh, be curious what he get, uh, what he you know, uh, gardeners in the and as far as offseason money goes, probably see him getting somewhere between nine million, probably for a pro far, probably at like eight and a half, seven and seven to nine million, probably is a realistic range. Seven's probably a little bit low, but just want to bring him up. Rafael Ortega, uh, outfielder from the Cubs, younger guy, really good speed, great, great defender. I would love him to come in and be that replacement like we saw Jake Lamb or not Jake Lamb, excuse me, um, Jake. Jake Bowers. I almost said JJ Jake Fraley. A couple of Jakes. Way too many Jakes on my mind there, apparently. Um, I would like to see him come in. Good speed. Decent bat. Not great, though. Um, probably something they can address. Maybe kind of tweak some things and see whether or not I can get a little more production out of him. And then the main report I want to chew on to here for a couple of minutes is a report that came out from Ryan Dish, Ryan Divish. Excuse me if I can talk to the end of the podcast today. About the fact that the Mariners openly shopped Jared Jess. Wow. The Mariners openly shopped Jared Kelenic. Last trade deadline is something that needs to be talked about and addressed for a fair amount of time. There is no report whether or not they were actively seeking him out to other teams or if teams were actively seeking him in trades. That information is not given. Ryan Divish flat out reported the fact the Mariners were open to trading J Jared Kelenic. I almost said J Jesse Winker again. Um, I've talked at length about J J J Jesse Winker, this whole podcast, or this whole offseason, it seems like. So that's probably why my tongue's a little bit tied. This is going to be a tough and a torn topic for so many people because Jared Kelenic is so flipping young. He's still not even 23 years old, tons of upside, tons of room, tons of room to, to, to grow, become the man he can possibly be. I comped him to a left-handed version of Matt Holliday, um, Dustin Pedroia for some people. Some people think Josh Donaldson. Uh, all of those good good players. Don't get me wrong. Like Josh Donaldson was one of the, he one of the best players in baseball when he was at playing in uh, in Toronto. So be curious as to what becomes of this. Um, there's a lot of conversation about uh, what the Mariners can do to address the outfield spots, the infield spots. Does J Jared Kellenic have a part of these trade conversations? Um, I'd be curious what happens and becomes of this. But the fact that Ryan Divish did report this is very much something to talk about and to consider. It's not something, oh, well, it's just a guy trying to get, get clickbait. Ryan Divish doesn't give a damn. Make it very clear. Does not give a single damn about clickbait. Ryan Divish is one of the best 
unbiased reporters sports-wise I've seen cover the Seattle Mariners in my lifetime. He does a fantastic job. He doesn't give doesn't take crap from nobody. He doesn't get intimidated. He doesn't get scared. He just simply reports information that he gets put that he gets available to him and makes it available to all, all of us. So I know a lot of you guys are big fans of Jerry Kalanick. I know a lot of you fans are also like, hey, this guy's had multiple opportunities. He's not able to make the you know the most of it. That's his own problem. So I'm going to be really curious what you guys feel. Let me know if you guys would like me to talk any more about that. Uh, a couple things on the Seahawks as we prepare for, for the Raiders. Cornerback Trey Brown is returned to practice on an active daily uh, active daily uh, participation after he's recovering from his torn patellar tendon. He's competing with Michael Jackson for left cornerback spot specifically. Uh, linebacker Ryan, Ron, uh, wow, Ron, John Radigan. Man, my tongue is so tight today. Must be from that coffee. Is designated return from practice. He had a torn ACL late in the season last year in December at Arizona, the House of Horrors, as I like to call it. A couple injury updates. I'll say linebackers Daryl Johnson and Alton Robinson, as well as defensive back Isaiah Dunn, are not going to be be able to be activated off the IR this year. Their seasons are effectively over. Congrats, uh, Kraken-wise. Shane Wright got sent down to the AHL. For those who want to know a little more about that, check out my previous podcast. I uh, was able to get his first goal in the AHL. Congrats to Shane Wright on his first goal of his young career. Hopefully that can kind of get the the ball, uh, the balls and the the tracks and the rain and the rolls moving there. Um, speaking of rolls, kind of thinking about Thanksgiving. And they are, uh, the Kraken are set to face off against the San Jose Sharks tonight. I'll be curious how it becomes that. Um, I don't know much about the San Jose Sharks. I'm learning as I go on here. So I'm going to try to cover the more Kraken as we go on through the season. Especially with the strong start and a much better start than they had last year in general for the team. With that being said, you guys, that's going to be today's podcast. I hope you guys had a nice time uh, listening. I hope it's a, a enjoyable one. My apologies for some of the tongue-tied and the technical difficulties. Some are easier to record than others, but that's technical difficulties for you. I hope everybody listening to this has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great holiday. Uh, spend as much time with your family, your loved ones, and enjoy and, enjoy and cherish the time that you have. Because we all never know how long we're going to be able to have them for. Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much today for taking the time out of your busy, busy work day. And enjoy as much food as possible, and I'll catch you guys uh, probably next week. I don't know if I'll be recording one Friday. We'll see what comes up. Obviously, if the Mariners have any breaking news stuff or anything big happens in course that I need to cover, I'll be hopping on. And until then, have a fantastic Thanksgiving. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.